go. Welcome back to the Scout Report podcast. I'm Malik, and I'm joined today with my co-host Evan. Say hello. Hello, Evan. hello. There you are. And uh, today we're going to be talking about the White Lion for Kingdom Death Monster First Quarry. But before that, Evan, what was the last thing we hunted in our campaign? Oh, uh, we hunted the Flower Knight. I recall, right? Yeah, we did. And I think we did uh, Manhunter before that, but mostly Flower Knight. <laughs> mostly Flower Knight. What did you uh, think about it, man? Uh, like, uh, Probably one of the most interesting mechanics that I've seen in a fight so far. Um, Definitely. Specifically his fairy... I believe it's the fairy ring, right? Yeah, the fairy that ring. That you're... Um, you know, inside uh, the the mechanics of getting pushed in and outside of that ring and balancing how many people you want inside the ring, that's going to give them more damage, you know, balancing that. But, man, the difficulty that we had uh, getting our luck up to get the, the secret fighting art from him uh, that was definitely a struggle. <laughs> that was definitely a challenge, man. Um, we lost someone on that fight too, right? Didn't we lose Kenny? Yeah, well, you know, Kenny always does. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but... But now we have Princess Kenny. <laughs> yes, we do. Reincarnated. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. But yeah, I agree with you, man. That that fight is really interesting. I, I feel it's a lot of fun, honestly. Like, it was a lot of uh, good enjoyment on that fight. Nothing too frustrating, really. And we got the pre-patch, uh, what was it, Vesper bow from it? Yeah, Vesper team bow, the fucking pre-1.6 oh. patch Vesper team bow. Oh, I'm so excited for our next session to try that. <laughs> oh. Bro, oh my god. Well, I mean, whenever you're free, man, I'm good, bro. So we can start that again. But I look forward to definitely hunting him again. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's... He's awesome. I can't wait to use his, 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 the bow. I can't wait to see you use the bow. And uh, let's, I don't know. I want to try to make that satchel that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. The satchel. Yeah. yeah. Carry out the flower resources and keep them preserved without the perishable thing happening. Oh, yeah. That would be good to have. Yeah. That'd be really cool. And, uh, yeah. I mean, we're, we're trying hard. It's a Green Knight campaign. So we're a little closer to getting True Blade <laughs> to make the fucking sword. <laughs> You know, it's it's gonna be a long haul campaign, it honestly. Is. Yeah, with with the schedules that we have and you know lining things up, it, it's gonna be a long time to get through it. Honestly, but I'm excited. So am I. I'm really excited. But you know what else is exciting? <laughs> the first monster. <laughs> the first monster. Yeah, <laughs> not really. I mean, some people get tired of him. Me personally, I like this guy. He's, he's a little fucking asshole. He's good. He's a great introductory monster. Exactly right. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's exactly what he is, because he'll be your first monster that you will face in your prologue after you read the, um, the little story in the beginning. You're going to hunt a, uh, I guess, like a like a baby white lion, you could call it, you know, because it's not as tough as a level one. And, uh, you know, you got some stuff set up pre, uh, pre-built into his deck that uh, helps you out once you know how to deal with it. Yeah, did you want to talk about the um, the top of his deck 
what he starts with? Yeah, actually, I would like to because I think that's very interesting and um, it's very beneficial. I feel like it's not much of a uh, quote-unquote spoiler. I think it's more of a great thing to tell, especially if new players are listening, which is who this is really aimed at, um, is a strange hand on his hit location. Mm-hmm. So strange hand is right. a great card. Uh, do you have it? I don't. <laughs> I I don't have it on me. Okay, well, I will but... go through. I have the deck. I, yeah. Ha! Found it. Strange hand. Critical wound. And you might be asking, but guys, how do I critical wound? <laughs> well, you're going to pick someone to fling their fucking founding stone at this guy. Whoever has the coolest name in your group throws the stone. <laughs> Is that the rule? Is that the rule? <laughs> <laughs> it's my rule. <laughs> All right, Dick Cheese McGee, throw your fucking pounding stone. <laughs> Plus one strength. <laughs> it's exactly what you do. Um, it hacks off the monster's hand. Uh, you spend your only survival as well, so you're getting rid of a survival and your founding stone uh, to get a permanent strength, but it also affects his um, AI cards because he gets persistent injury of the lost hand, which I believe is he's not going to grab you guys. Mm-hmm. It's... It's a great card to critical, obviously, for the first fight for that strength. But later on, when you're fighting level 2, level 3, um, you know you can use items that show you hit locations uh, in its deck. And if you see that, it, it can definitely be worth uh, throwing something or really trying to specifically critical that. Uh, and I think we'll get in a little bit more into that when we talk about the the trait cards that he comes with uh, at level two and three. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But it is it is good because of that reason. Um, if not for the strength later on in the campaign, because as you learn, strength is not too hard to come by specifically. Mm -hmm. But um, if anything, mm -hmm. to get rid of grab, which is amazing. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a good point that I've never actually thought about is i think your strength is probably one of the easiest traits to to bolster i would say yes it is well bolstering strength is pretty easy uh luck being the hardest i'd say and evasion not so much there's gear you can get well i mean it takes up a gear slot but i mean you can get the gear uh for evasive tanks maybe or something but um yeah strength is really good man like it's really easy to bolster especially if you're hunting specifically white lions because like you said look at the deck strange hand uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, right, right but yeah i mean like that's the first thing you're gonna want to do in your first fight is that you're gonna want to spend at least one founding stone to get this done because it's mm -hmm. gonna help you in the long haul for sure yeah and i mean it, be, it can be kind of scary i would say you know, for people maybe who have played the game, you know, being back at the beginning, it's like, do I really want to spend this stone? Because it's, it's really kind of a consumable item, you know? Um, but, you know, it's kind of like in video games when you have, like, a good item in your inventory. It's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save it for something later. Oh, I'm going to save it for something later. And then you never end up using it. It's, it's better just to use one at the beginning, get that bonus, you will get more founding stones later. Yeah. yeah. There's at, at some point. Yeah. 
It's not important. There's ways. You could do it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah. Uh, that's your first white lion, and that's your first real interaction with this uh, ever-present beast, really. You're going to be mm-hmm. hunting him a lot. Like, you know, you're going to unlock <laughs> another monster at level 2. You're going to unlock the antelope, which we'll talk about soon. But, um, you know, he's going to be the one that you're probably going to go for because his his armor isn't the, too hard to build. You know? No, it's it's really not. No, and uh, his weapons are pretty pretty desirable. You know, katars, all that. Uh, the spear, being one, and then of course, uh, mm-hmm. can I circle it? <laughs> uh, don't forget the bow. Hey. Oh yeah, the bow. I forgot about the bow. <laughs> don't 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 get me started on darts, bro. I know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's ever present in your your fucking settlement he's a weird like lion uh who wants to pet his own fur he's like trying to reach on his back can't do it he pets other things you, you know he killed a human pet them and he's like damn his hair feels so soft gross human hands huh that's what the fuck you're fighting right now is that thing <laughs> but uh yeah he's not too tough in the beginning his toughness is six with a movement of six and uh after you beat him, you get your four resources from him, blah, blah, blah. It's time to go hunt a real one. Uh, toughness goes up to eight, which is by two, which you're like, well, that's not so bad. But um, considering the beginning and if you had like a moderate start, it's going to be mm-hmm. a little difficult to wound him. You're gonna yeah, be- I mean, you can, you can definitely get really unlucky i would say you know from your prologue fight if you know you don't get any bone or something and you can't make bone darts um after that fight because definitely uh, probably my number one tip for going into your first uh level one white lion fight is have something that's ranged absolutely i that should be the first thing that you build, in my opinion, because if you are unfortunate enough to get ground fighting, which, for those who don't know, um, when ground fighting comes into play, he will lay on his side and wait for people to come in his zone, and as you enter the zone, he's going to attack you. And I don't remember the specific attack, whether it's a basic or not. Do you have the card? I do. I'm looking at it right now as soon as you said it. So it is basic attack. Mm-hmm. It gains plus two speed and plus one damage. Exactly. And for your level one fight, your first level one fight, you're most likely not going to have armor. Maybe one piece on one character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not... Yeah, you're not going to have that much. That can end one of your characters right away. And if you, I mean, it trumps your attack. So you have someone go in, you lose a character, and he stays in ground fighting because you haven't wounded him. So you try to send another person in and another, you know, and it, it can quickly snowball. So you want a ranged weapon to knock him out of ground fighting as soon as possible. Yep. As soon as he's wounded, it's gone. So mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about that. 
Mm-hmm. Which is good because, um, you know, getting to him isn't too hard is the thing, right? Like, his, um, his hunt track isn't hard. Yes, that's right. His hunt track yeah. as well. His hunt track isn't, like, too difficult or punishing like other monsters. In fact, I think he has some of the more beneficial uh, things going for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's because, you know, uh, I believe it's Mark Territory. Yeah, Mark Territory. If you're lucky enough to get 3-plus understanding, probably not going to have it in the first beginnings, but, um, like, maybe year four or something if you get lucky. You can get ammonia right away if you don't have it. Mm-hmm. And that's great for leather. Exactly. Right. Uh, we also have. Yeah. Um, is that it? Yeah, just gains ammonia. My bad. Continue. <laughs> um, you also have one of my favorite, but also least favorite hunt <laughs> event cards, the um, the white lion cub. Um. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's a really interesting card because I mean. I almost always go for it. And so what the White Lion Cub card is, is you come across a White Lion Cub and you can either choose to do nothing and roll again on the Hunt Event um, uh, board, uh, or you can kill it. And if you decide to kill it, there's three outcomes. You know, Obviously, you got your perfect 10 where you kill it, you get the resource, nothing happens. Um, and I think it's what, 1 through 3, 1 through 4, something like that. 1 through 3. Um, yeah. Uh, isn't it the the mom lion comes out? Yeah, when she starts with enraged. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you, you can get really unlucky if, for example... You do that, you start the fight with Enraged, and then the ground fighting comes into play. That's I, I mean, that's almost that's almost an insta-kill for anyone that enters that circle. And if you don't have ranged, you are just relying on the luck of your role not to get hurt going into that circle. <laughs> for those who don't know what Enraged does, let me let me break it down. Why it's so bad. First off, when it comes into play, he's going to draw another AI card, so he's going to get another action on you. Mm-hmm. While it is in play, it gains plus one damage token per monster level, so it's going to be one, because you're running a level one. Uh, but it's going to be two damage, because if you trigger ground fighting, he gets another plus one. Mm-hmm. And uh, when a survivor suffers any dismembered injury or is killed is only when Enraged is going to get discarded. Mm-hmm. That's your yeah. only condition. You know, we're talking like we don't have any kind of like mood manipulation equipment, gear assigned. Like we're going in there bare bones, kind of. That's the only reason this thing is gonna leave is if someone dies or gets dismembered. And that's a mm-hmm. roll on the table, right? Like, yeah, that's a roll on the table. So you have to be like, okay, well, I better roll to get my fucking arm chopped off. <laughs> yeah it's it's a weird catch 22 where it's like you know get a severe injury is bad but it takes it out of play yeah so. it's it's weird but yeah i mean eh. 
I don't know. That's also one of my favorites, though, because, like, you gain, uh, you get, like, what? What is it? Four? Yeah, you get four basic resources, depending on how many survivors are going out. So if you went with four survivors, mm-hmm. you get four basic resources from the cub. Right. I mean, it's, I think it's pretty much always worth it to go for the cub, you know, especially once you get, uh, things like the whisker harp. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, you can build from resources from, uh, the white lion. And, uh, if you roll a six or higher, you just take that mood out of play. Yeah. Just gets discarded. Yeah. So I think, I think the cub is worth it. I think it's always worth to kill the cub. Yeah. I think it's worth to kill the cub too. Like I, I would, I would not spare the fucking thing. No, it's dying. I do not care. <laughs> I mean, if we're also speaking on, like, really good hunt events, uh, to me anyway, I mean, White Lion Cub is great. Um, these are good hunt events that I have in front of me that are beneficial in the sense that they give you both courage and um, something, like, beneficial as well. So, Sea of Golden Grass gives you a courage. Um, basically, you're in a field of grass, and you're trying to find your way through. Um, if you avoid it, you roll twice on the hunt event table, which sucks but i mean could be better if you don't want to do it mm-hmm. depending um each survivor gains plus one courage if you decide to go through it though so that's great uh the worst that yes. can happen yeah the worst that can happen is uh you begin the showdown immediately because the monster ambushes you which could also be a good thing if we're going mm-hmm. higher on level it's going further and further on the hunt board and if you had a rough hunt you can just start immediately without having to worry about other spaces. Yes. Some sometimes it's more beneficial to be ambushed than follow him, you know, through um uh through the darkness, you know. Yep. Uh-huh. And random hunt events are have a higher chance of just outright killing you than specific monster hunt events. Yes. So yes. if you got a couple more random hunt events and you even fucked up, that might be good. <laughs> um, you're gonna have to roll on the hunt event table four through seven because you guys get lost. It's only one though. Um, eight through ten, you get to move the white lion one space forward or backward. Your choice. Huh. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I haven't run into a situation where I want to move him back. Maybe if I want to do overwhelming darkness, probably for like uh, mineral gathering or herb gathering for the benefits of after. Mm-hmm. But uh, you get to move him forward, so like I said, you know, you're having a rough hunt. At least he's closer. Exactly. You got a you got a you got a shorter hunt now, and a plus one courage for everybody. And I believe does uh I can't remember. It's been a while since I've actually looked at the sheet, but um, courage triggers on three, right? After you hit three on bold. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. Three. Yeah, I mean, so it's easier that way. And then we have Scratching Grounds, which also gives you a courage. Um, just claw marks are on the ground. Uh, the worst that's going to happen, you're going to suffer an event damage to your arm. And then the least that's going to happen is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the best that's going to happen is you're going to gain a lion, lion claw, white lion resource. Hmm. 
So there's a courage yeah. and a resource in there for you. This lion claw could be used for uh, the spear and the katars, right? The lion claw? Yeah. Uh, yeah, katar, arrow, spear. Yeah, those are those are the ones that it's used for. Yeah, those are. That's that's fucking awesome. Like early, like you get one extra resource. Every resource counts early on. Let me tell you. Oh, it it really does. <laughs> so it's pretty good, and I mean, yeah. He has two hunt events that'll give you courage, and then he has a one that gives you an understanding. Mm. Where you don't have to roll like on the table. It's more just flavor. So I'm not really gonna read it, but I mean, he's good in the sense of that. Like you're not. It's not a detrimental hunt events. Like many of them, they're giving you things. Like you get courage, you get a resource, you get understanding. Like he's he's very much a <clears throat> safe. I want to say like quote unquote safe monster to go for. Oh, I I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, hunting the white lion over and over again um, can definitely be beneficial to the settlement. You know, not taking huge risks. You know, going maybe for an antelope if you're not as familiar with that. Um, certainly easier than the phoenix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> obviously god i hate uh, I love that monster so much <laughs> oh i know Ugh. we'll definitely talk about that someday and... when that episode comes out i have a lot to say <laughs> a lot to say a lot to say god damn that monster but yeah white lion definitely safest definitely safest yeah which uh brings, um, brings us yeah. to his ai cards and like how he acts and behaves during your showdown now because he's as we said he's safe and that's also evident in the showdown even at higher levels because he has one thing that he wants to do like every monster has one thing that they're gonna do they have like a certain uh, i guess we'll call it a play style as like lack mm-hmm. of a better word um but even then they can kind of get a little goofy where you're like what the fuck is going on i've never seen this combination of cards this doesn't look, sound like the monster we were hunting all this time whereas the white lion is kind of like okay he did something a little different but he's still a white lion mm-hmm. you know he's uh he runs at you and just mauls you basically and then you know reflex wise he's going to grab and isolate you he's very much like a cat right like he'll go he'll fuck with you and then he'll run away and then like there's too many of you he takes one and just plays with you basically yeah, it's a lot of, you know, dashing in, doing that damage, and then taking you and isolating you from the rest of the group. Yeah, and that's something that you could always, um, let's go, prepare for, because you know that's what's going to happen. I, you know, I mean, to touch the Screaming Antelope for a second here, it's a lot about running away, <laughs> which mm-hmm. you think you're prepared for, and then you go on a couple of hunts, and you're like, well, fuck, he's really running. <laughs> like i wasn't prepared for that no and yeah that's that's the thing with the white lion fight um early on when you don't have a lot of weapon proficiencies you know say you're using the um like a bow or even the twilight sword which both have cumbersome on it a lot of the time in the white lion fight you're just 
trying to catch up to this thing, you know, get back up to it. And like I said, if you have cumbersome on any of your weapons, you you just feel like you're kind of running in circles around this arena because you catch up to it and then you don't have a movement to activate your weapon. Yeah, exactly. Like so definitely getting dash early on um would be great <laughs> if, yeah if you want to play the white line a lot <laughs> yeah that's especially um that's especially true for i'd say uh level two you know which is where you're gonna get some new things uh level one is basically kind of like your first prologue there's nothing a lot that you're gonna be worried about um he teaches you to use blind spot a lot which is good and bad, which we'll talk about once we get to, like, Butcher and other nemeses. Uh, for Quarry's blind spot is awesome, and he teaches you that because of how he grabs. Yeah. It's even more evident, so, with level 2, though, with cunning. Ugh. Yes, cunning. <laughs> so... A lot of these creatures have trait cards, which is something that they just start with. You know, it's not in their deck. It's out in play. Um, some of them have it to begin with, like I believe uh, Phoenix does. And so does Antelope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lion doesn't get it till level 2. But this is where, like, having dash is so beneficial here because at the end of each monster turn, the monster extends its claws. There are any adjacent survivors, target one at random, and full move of the white lion directly away from all targets. I mean, threats. Target mm. suffers grab. Ugh. So he's constantly just picking someone, taking them, running away. Picking someone, taking them, running away. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which is and uh, that's dash. Why, <laughs> that's why I was saying early on, you know, if you get an item that can show you hit locations and you see um, Strange Paw on there, try and crit it as much as you can. Because <laughs> that basically just kind of neuters him for the fight. If he can't grab, there's he has some other moves like Maul and you know Combo Claw. Uh, which you which you can talk about in a minute. Um, though those can be deadly, but by getting rid of grab, I mean it changes the whole dynamic of the fight. If you can take that out of the equation, it really does. Like it, it, it really just affects the um. It really just affects a lot of the stuff that's gonna happen. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm and uh, I really, I really enjoy that, honestly, because uh, you could really, I wouldn't say game him, but you can hurt him into being exactly what you want him to be. Yeah, I and I don't, I don't think, I mean, I, I've only done one main playthrough, but I don't think there's many other bosses that you can do that with. That's you know, injuring them to the point where like you're really in control of the fight. Yeah. Um, White Lion definitely has the the most plentiful and the best crit locations of probably any monster in the game. Honestly, does you know, and uh, a lot of them affect a lot of these AI cards. You know, because you said uh, Combo Claw was the one you mentioned. Um, yeah, Combo Claw and Maul, I think, are two of its 
most deadly non-grab attacks. Yep, and uh, I have them in front of me, so I'll actually tell you about Combo Claw first, because as we're talking about Strange Hand and trying to go for it, Combo Claw actually interacts with Strange Hand, which is a lost hand. Oh, it does. Yeah, the oh. White Lions, they're sadly at its bloody stump. Any adjacent survivors gain plus one understanding. Once per life. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but, uh, if he doesn't have that, here's what you have to look forward to. Uh, a two-speed, four-accuracy attack, one damage. But if this attack deals more than one, you draw another AI card. Mm-hmm. So, that's bad. Because this can combo into anything. So it can go. It can even go into Maul, which we'll talk about now. <laughs> uh, it's oh, gonna be a two-speed, two-accuracy attack for three damage, and after damage, you gain a bleeding token and suffer bash, which is you are knocked down. So, yeah, and I mean, in your you know first level one fight, you know where you could get a Maul, you know that's a severe injury. Right away. <laughs> yeah, it's a severe injury one right away. Or not even a severe injury right away. It's also, um, you know, since we're talking about level two, cunning, it's a it's an automatic grab if you get chosen. If no one is going to encourage you, you're just in front of them, and you're the only target, mm-hmm. you're getting grabbed, and you're suffering uh, brain damage. Yep. I, I believe. Oh, no, one damage per monster level. Not brain damage, my bad. But you get a damage. Like, you're taking combo claw you're taking maul and then you know well this is obviously like bad like the worst case scenario yeah <laughs> how these decks are built right but like that could happen like it very well could you know absolutely and anything can happen in this game yeah exactly that's what makes it so deadly is these, is these mm-hmm. which is crazy mm. but um <laughs> you know talking about this and how you can kind of you know, kind of get the white lion to be what you want to be. I think we should talk about Merciless now. Let's move on to level three. Oh, level three. Level three trade yeah. Merciless. Mm-hmm. Merciless kind of neuters you in exchange for what you've done to this lion. Mm-hmm. You get you get rid of Beast Paw. You get rid of Strange Hand and Straining Neck. So. Um, I don't know what Beast's Paw does. Do I have it? I took out a lot of cards because I knew they were going to be interesting. So Strange Hand does the mm-hmm. thing where it doesn't affect... Um, it affects like, him attacking you, I believe. I think Beast Paw was the one I was thinking of that has interaction with him grabbing you. Mm-hmm. I, I believe. Um, let me check. But Straining Neck, I know off the top of my head, so I'll tell you. is um, if, you crit, if you crit it, if you get a 10... It's gonna die in its next turn, and if you get like a one through nine, I, it's knocked down. I thought so. Don't you have? I thought that was the card where you, you know, you crit and then you have you have to roll again and crit a second time for it to die. Yeah, right? basically, yeah. You have to crit and then crit. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a good roller, I mean, you could kill this thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one turn. Yeah. That's why it gets rid of it, because even on 1 through 9, it's monster knocked down. Hits on a monster knocked down, yeah. it's 3+. plus. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too. Even if they left that card in, you know, the, the, um, the strained neck, 
and you knock it down. Doesn't level three also have uh, indomitable as well? Level three does have indomitable, so it does like basically just get up. Yeah, so it's yeah, it, basically yeah. impossible to knock down the monster. Basically, it's more it's more getting rid of it just because of the odd chance that you just crit the insta kill. Yeah, yeah. And then beast paw is the one that ignores grab, so I apologize. I know probably people are yelling at me like that's not strange hand. Fuck off. <laughs> it's beast paw, but it it makes you ignore uh, grab. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you also get a lion claw resource, and it suffers minus one movement, which is actually kind of detrimental considering grab itself and cunning and how it moves. Mm hmm. Like, you'll be able to catch up to it faster. So I understand why this is out. Hmm. It's, 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 it's fucked up, man. <laughs> it really truly so, is merciless. When. When would you recommend fighting a level three lion? Because I, I have my own. <laughs> yes, we're we're not crazy like you. <laughs> no. So TLDR for everyone listening, uh, my girlfriend didn't think level three was too fucking crazy, and my dumbass didn't look at our record sheet. I was like, okay, we'll show you. Lantern, you're five. Wants to go hide on white lion. Level three did pretty well. Got fucked up. Came back. Looked at the record sheet. Oh god, we're at like five population yeah <laughs> it was bad mm -hmm. so yeah so aside from your five yeah um it really depends uh on on a couple of things for me so having mm -hmm. dash and surge i think is really good so i would have both mm -hmm. of those first and i believe having uh having a bow like a good bow, even cat gut bow is still fine. So that I would, I would say get leather worker out there just for the ignore a hit because of how much it can do. It gets mm -hmm. plus, it gets plus two damage, so having a shield is not bad. Uh, mm. you know I'm gonna say probably around lantern year maybe nine ten. Really? Yeah. Really? If you have a good start, nine, ten. If it's like rough, you know, like you're having a rough go at it, then I'd say like maybe lantern year fucking like fifteen, sixteen. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like I think I think it's very doable if you have the right type of gear, and you can get the right type of gear by at least lantern year like nine or ten. You know, like I said, if you have like a moderate yeah. start, I think you can get some really good gear that could really help with a level three fight pretty pretty good um but let me let me ask you this do you think the benefits from a level three fight are worth it compared to the potential of your party getting wiped you know that is a good question and i think it varies from person to person because of resources it yeah. drops the most resources, and if you are looking for just like resource dropping, honestly, you should be going for an antelope if we're gonna be fucking honest. But if you really need to go for this fucking lion, then a level three is perfect. Fuck elder cat teeth, though. Don't even think about it. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Fuck those teeth. Don't worry about it. If you're worried about mass amounts of just resources, or you're going, 
how far can we push ourselves just for the challenge of it? Don't know why you do that, you crazy sons of bitches. But if you want to, there you go. Mm-hmm. Sure, why not? I mean, do it. Yeah. Who cares? Me personally, I'd stick to level twos just because. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe it's more. This is more of an overall strategy, in my opinion. But, you know, without really getting into spoiler territory, at one point in the game, you will no longer be able to fight level one or two. You'll be forced to only fight level threes. Um, That's correct, yeah. After a certain point in the campaign, then, yeah, I I won't get into spoilers for that. But if you're going to be forced to fight level threes later on, I think it's better to just do ones and you know mostly twos up until that point um you know save your population yeah you're not getting as many resources but you're much more likely to have a full hunting party come back so you're getting you know your four basic resources from that um and and just maintaining that population you know it's it's the safe way to play i think it's not taking you know super big risks yeah um yeah and and like i said if you're going to be forced to fight level threes later on you know why are you going to go out of your way early on for those level threes yeah i mean like why why go out of your way for a level three especially if it's not beneficial kind of like the white lion isn't you know what i mean white lion isn't yeah to go for level three in my opinion like personally i don't see why you would hunt him early i can see why you would hunt other things early white lion not so much right like eh. why not yeah. wait? just just wait it out really yeah exactly and um oh man i'm gonna forget the name of it right now but there's another legendary monster, a, a, a white lion. Uh, there's two of them. There's a, a very, very, very hard version. That's basically a level four or whatever, five. Um, the golden and then there's, yeah, what, there's there's the easier one. Beast of sorrow. Um, yes, thank you. Beast of beast of sorrow. I would say if you're looking for a level 3 white lion fight for those kind of resources, go for the Beast of Sorrow. Um, if you I, I haven't... Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's, it has certain unlock mechanics to be able to fight it. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to go for it. You know? yeah. it it's specific times, and I, I think that's annoying. I, I just want to be able to hunt it. You know, even if it is just one time, you know. Um, but that that fight, I I haven't personally fought it yet. But what I can see from the sheet, it looks pretty easy. It looks like a level two fight. Yeah, it does. But and it is pretty much like a level two fight, I'd say. Mm-hmm. We almost got it. We haven't got it yet, though. Uh, we we almost got it. We had elder elder council show up, so. I don't think we could even get it in our campaign now. Everyone's, we have so many retired people that our settlement XP, I think, is too high to trigger it 
anymore. That's sad. I know. Rolo. The fuck? <laughs> Rolo. Rolo. The fuck? I don't know. But I mean, if we're talking level three and resources, uh, I mean, he drops good ones, right? Like, <laughs> there's only the elder cat dude. <laughs> Shut the fuck up about the elder cat. <laughs> Let's talk about his gear, since it's kind of tied to resources. So we'll go ahead and talk about gear a little bit. Yeah, kind of tied. Yeah. Kind of tied. tied. It's not like you need resources to make gear, for sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk about his gear, because, you know, uh, I believe Beast of Sorrow gives you level 3 resources. Yes, I'm yeah. pretty sure it does. So, I guess we'll talk about resources. I believe level 1 gives you, what is it, 4? Level 2 gives you... Mm-hmm. Was it six or five? I believe it's six. Six, and then I think uh, three, seven. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna get these resources. A lot of them are. I don't know. I I I I think it's mostly bone. If I was correctly. A decent amount of hide, in it. I would say. Yeah, you get a decent amount of hide. I think it's more hide, and bone based. Than it is, um, fuck it, organ based. Although the organs, uh, are yeah, you want. Yeah, its organs are much harder to get. Like the is it the sinew, um, the eye of the cat. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's a lot of fur, a lot of bone, and very few um, organs. He has five organs, and all of them are one each, except sinew. Sinew shows up twice. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the fur gives you one, two, three, four, five, six, seven chances to draw that. And, and with Shimmering Mane, with Shimmering Mane, you get two hide if you trade it in. <laughs> yep, that's right. So one of the resources, Shimmering Mane, gives you two hide. It's fucking awesome, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. You also get one, two, three, four. I think it's the same. Five, six. Yeah, seven chances to draw bone. Yeah. So an equal amount of hide and bone and only one, two, three, four, five chances of organs, all of which are one of each except Sinew. Sinew shows up twice in the deck. Yep. Sinew is used solely for the bow? Um, yes, it is. But since we're on the topic of it, I guess we'll just talk about it real quick. Uh, Eye of Cat, Cat Eye Circle It, everyone's favorite little trinket mm-hmm. it's a jewelry piece what does it take it just takes the eye of cat or does it take something else uh it's just the eye of cat it just takes the eye of the cat um it's an item jewelry yep. other it gives you a left side blue affinity which is good for luck charms if you're doing that spend your activation reveal the next three monster hit locations and put them back in any order so you're mm-hmm. really uh manipulating the hit location deck and how your damage gets dealt Yep. That's the main purpose of it. And it's great if you can pull it out of the cat, that is. Still haven't pulled one of ours, <laughs> and we're on Lantern year, what, 17, I think, or something like that? But. Damn. You know, fuck me, right? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. God. But it, it's a good item. It uh doesn't have any other ability besides that, and like I said, it gives you the left blue affinity. There you go. Mm hmm. 
Uh, we could also talk about like the main gear itself and kind of like why it's kind of fucky. Oh yeah, the affinities on the armor. Yeah, the affinities yeah. on the armor are ass. The ability, however, for like pounce and how it interacts with the armor bonus is pretty good. Like I believe it's really good for DPS. There's probably other ways to build the DPS character. Um, obviously, we're going through this just core, so I don't have any expansion. I mean, I will Manhunter, but I don't think he really gives you shit for that, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, like, we're pretty much core. You're pretty much core. I haven't seen anything that really benefits in terms of DPS, like how the White Lion set does it. And it's interesting with guitar I... and knife. Uh, yes. I was just going to say, the. I think the main reason you go for a white lion set is to run like dual daggers dual katars um the the dps out of that i think can be pretty ridiculous at times um especially if you pair it with like blood paint you're you're rolling for wounds um one two three like six dice or something, five or six dice. I'll tell you uh, right that now. you're rolling. I'll tell you right now, we have a build just like that. Princess Tia Beanie of fucking Dreamland is running this set right now. Mm-hmm. We have a, uh, I think it's a Beast Knuckle from the fucking uh, Antelope set on it though. But I yeah. believe I believe that's is it three speed. I hear you getting Four. up. You, beast Knuckle. Uh, I I never built a beast knuckle actually. Oh shit! I think no. it's three speed base. It might be two. Yeah. Hmm. So if we benefit a doubt, let's say it's two, right? Yeah. It gives you plus one speed for. Um, what is it? The armor set, right? It gives you plus one speed. Uh, yes, it does. It gives you plus one speed with a beast knuckle, right? So she's she's rolling three dice because you're activating blood paint, which lets you do both sides of your gear grid uh, to the left and right of the card, rather, to activate both mm-hmm. of them. So she's got three speed now on the beast knuckle. She wounds, gives it a minus one toughness. She's rolling four dice with her scrap dagger, which also has barbed two, which gives her plus two strength if she has a perfect hit. Um. Yep. And then there's Surge. Yes, and Surge as well. So you can do it all over again. (laughs) Exactly. So that's 4, 8, and 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 14 dice? Being rolled in total? Mm Mm-hmm. So um, there there you go. Which, you know, obviously can be very, very good. Or it can also be really bad as well, because... Yeah, you know, you're you're rolling, like you said, fourteen times. Not all of those are going to be wounding, but you're you're going through the hit location deck a lot faster, which means you're getting to the trap faster. <laughs> exactly, which is what's going to suck about DPS. But I mean, this is why we have things in place like Cat Eye Circlet and uh, Wisdom Potion, which is something we'll talk about a little later. Because now we both have. The monster in question. We have him now. Um, yes, we do. 
there, there's a way to manipulate the deck a little bit. There's also we got Blue Lantern from our for our Twilight Night in our campaign, which lets you you know sacrifice some insanity to go ahead and just like go through the deck until you find the, the trap, so you know exactly where down the deck the trap is gonna be. Uh huh. So if you're lucky enough to have that promo card, or if you got the uh, 1.6 update, there you go. You have that as well. Nice. Other than that, it's a fucking beast of a set because of Pounce, you know, giving you plus one strength and um, the bonus accuracy as well when you Pounce because you have the Gauntlets, which is sick. Right. The only thing I don't like yeah. about Pounce is the three spaces. It's a very odd number. You have to set up for it. I, I almost, well, yeah, I almost never used Pounce, honestly. We use it a I, lot. I never... I never found myself in situations that often where I was, you know, exactly three spaces away to be able to use it. Yeah. We, we set it up that way because the, uh, the plus one strength and the accuracy is actually really good. Especially mm -hmm. on, um, because guitars and knives tend to be lower strength weapons. So giving them a boost in any kind of way is awesome. That is fair. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's that really. I mean, the the whole set itself is really cool. Um, I never use the white line helm ability only because it feels so fucking dumb to use it in how they want you to set it up. Because let's talk about the affinities now. Uh, Lion helm has a down red. Meanwhile, the coat, which is your chest armor, has an up blue, which makes no <laughs> fucking sense. No, I I think they need to come out with an update for the affinities on the set. I really do. Um, because you need to, mm. first off, connect the red to something, right? And then you need mm -hmm. a, a complete blue square to even do this, which is roar. Uh, you spend an action and a survival, which I don't think is worth it for just plus two no. strength. And then if you're deaf, you get an insanity. Like, that's not worth it to me. It's it's not. I don't think so. Not for the survival and the activation. No, I I think the only reason you build this whole set is if you know you're gonna dual wield, yeah, uh, katars or daggers. That's that's really the only reason you build this set. Um, yeah. Don't even get me started on the goddamn the skirt and the boots though. Like, there's only two things on this. Um, actually, one thing in this whole set that requires like affinities to do something, and it's the helm. Mm -hmm. Oh, we know the boots also, but the boots you can't. It's so weird. If you connect mm. both red affinities, you get a plus one movement, which is all right. It sets yeah. you up for pounce a little bit, but it's a it's a right red and a down red nothing mm. in this set has an up red <laughs> the fucking gauntlets I mean, don't even have fucking affinities yeah unless you want to build a cat fang knife <laughs> Wait, uh, you want to talk about the knife we'll talk about the knife evan you want to keep bringing up this fucking knife yeah let's let's talk about it <laughs> all right so this knife is you can only get it from a level three you need elder cat teeth and it has one, two, three, four affinities on all of the places affinities can go. Up, down, left, right. Three speed, mm -hmm. six plus accuracy, two strength, two strength, 
Yeah. Connecting three red squares. They don't even have to be on it per se, but the reason it gives you all of this is to make it easier. On a perfect mm -hmm. game, game plus one strength token. When you are knocked down, remove all your plus one strength tokens. Yeah. That's exactly. what I get for hunting on level three. I get a two strength knife that I can buff up only on perfect hit though, by the way. And then if I fucking get knocked down by any circumstance, I I'm back down to two strength. Yeah, I mean You can put it on a strong Yeah, character. it has one more speed and you know, one more accuracy over the beast guitar, but yo, know, beast guitar has Deadly. luck yeah. and a, a, a more damage. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking deadly on it, dude. Like, what are you talking about? Like, its output is crazier. It's, oh, yeah. It's easier to wound with deadly. Really, it is. Um, rolling nines has never felt better. I don't understand this. <laughs> this, this, this pisses me off. <laughs> like, quite literally, this gear pisses me off. I look at it, and I hate it. Yeah, I mean, for how hard you have to work to get it. It's not it a reward. Like the payoff is there. It's not a reward at all. Mm -mm. I guess if you, like, pair it with pounds and, like, the set itself, it could be really good. But even then, like you said, just get katars. Get a knife. A scrap dagger does more, even. Yeah, it, it does. A scrap dagger starts at two strength, right? It's the same mm -hmm. thing, basically. It just has one poor accuracy, but if you pounce, you get it. And then on a perfect hit, I gain plus two strength for the rest of the attack. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's not a token that I just get to keep, but, like, I also don't have to worry about, like, oh, I can't get knocked down right now. Mm -hmm. Pair that with, like, a beast knuckle. You're already wounding on, like, one less because you get minus one toughness to the monster if you wound with a beast knuckle. Hmm. <laughs> I shouldn't have to worry about my yeah, strength for this, man. Like, yeah, I may build Beast Knuckle for our next campaign. It's good, love it. Yeah, yeah that's from the antelope, right? Yeah, it's an antelope resource. But, uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah we'll, we'll definitely talk about that when we talk about the antelope. Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting talk too. The antelope is a very interesting creature for a quarry. Mm-hmm. Like core quarry, mm -hmm. interesting. I I would agree. But honestly, dude, like, no, because I have to hunt a level three, so I have to go through overwhelming darkness. I got to fight a level three, which already has bullshit attached to it. And now I got to do this shit just to get this. Not worth. <laughs> no. Give me five accuracy, four strength. Yeah. May maybe that, that I, would make that. Yeah, I, maybe I'd go and get it. Maybe rework the ability a little as well. But nah, like with that, I'd be I'd be happy. Mhm. Mm Cause pounce gives me plus one strength, so I'm hitting. I got five strength now, and then my accuracy goes up with pounce again, you know. And then if I'm in the blind spot, it goes up even more. And then, like I said, yeah, strength I is easy. So if someone's already strong, bro, this knife's crazy now. I I definitely think the the white line gear need needs some reworking it does. it's not perfect that's not but i mean there, there's good ones we have claw head arrow minus one evasion don't have to wound just have to hit yes um cat bow your first real ranged weapon that's really good king spear you get reach 
You know, it's not mm-hmm. it's not terrible, but it's also not the best. I mean, you also have frenzy drink, which is actually like, I think it's pretty beneficial, honestly. Like sometimes you want a frenzy. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then whisker harp, which is really good. It's a really good support item. Yeah, those are good. Really good support item. <laughs> and then lion guitars, like the guitars are great. Guitars are uh, like a. Oh, the guitars instable. are one of my favorite weapons. <laughs> yeah, like I, I feel like I it's an insta build, bro. Like having plus one luck is so good on a lot of weapons, and having it early like that is great. Mm-hmm. What's it cost to build? Is it just a claw? Um, a claw and a hide. That's <laughs> not even that bad. Yeah, no, you. I mean, if you get lucky on you know, your first fight uh, from the white lion and get two lion claws and then you know a couple hide from your basic resources that you pull your second you know lantern year two you could be dual wielding guitars <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly like it's just it's easy if you get lucky yeah if you get lucky <laughs> dude we just pulled scratching grounds and i got a 10 let's go <laughs> i mean ah. but like that's the white lion in a nutshell you know i guess like surmised it's not, he's not really too much to talk about in essence because he's your first monster. He's meant to be simple. He's meant to like bolster you up a little bit. Yeah. Um. You know, there's not a whole lot that you have to worry about. Level three is going to be an issue. Don't do it unless you hit that event. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think it's worth going for early on yeah. at all. Level two, you can do without dash. You guys have done it, but I would suggest dash. Just makes it easier. Yes. Yes. Um, level one is level one. Don't have to worry about that shit. But um, yeah, if you're looking for early DPS, then building the armor is not bad. Just be prepared for really weird affinities and how you want to group that up. Definitely aim for cat mm-hmm. bow. Definitely aim for cat eye circlet. Don't get fucking pissed off if it doesn't happen. I've survived this many years without it. Yeah, it's not an absolute requirement to have, but it yeah. it helps. Yeah. And um. Uh, Guitars. Guitars are great, man. So, you know, there's also other items here, Whisker Harp and all that, that you guys can tech into account for your own campaigns, whether or not it's useful. I really suggest it if you're running Spitocles, which is an expansion. We're going through core right now. We'll talk about expansions later, but just in case you're one of those people who is like me and just bought everything, you have Spitocles, <laughs> mood-based fucking creature. Whisker Harp's great. Whisker Harp is yeah, great. Yeah, it is. So... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. Take a look into it. See what fits your playstyle, what you're looking for. But I think that's it. Yeah. Like, I, I really do enjoy this monster. I really think he is a really great introductory, like, first monster. Like, this is the first thing you hunt. Yeah, it's one that you can definitely get comfortable with. Yeah. But, uh, don't turn your back to it. <laughs> exactly. Let it turn your back to you so you can fuck it up. Uh, yes <laughs> but to, to compare it to video game players especially since this man right here is playing so much elden ring i'm gonna go back a little bit to dark souls 3 where we uh hunted gundir oh he's he's a, he's a great <laughs> introductory fucking boss because he teaches you things that other bosses are going to be doing this is what this guy yes. does this is basically what he does like this he teaches you some of the shit that's going to be good and then other monsters will turn around and be like, yeah, that thing that worked isn't going to work now. Learn to adapt. But that's just how it happens. Yeah, he he's a good base mechanic teacher. 
basically, and that's what he is. He really is. Uh, other than that, I mean, that's that's really it. That's the White Lion in a kind of condensed little nutshell, hanging out with us as we talk about and gush over his stuff. <laughs> Next time, it'll be amped up a little bit more we talk about the screaming antelope yeah it will be because he is a more exciting monster not to say that the white line is not exciting but good fucking lord you have to do some shit with that antelope yes so be on the lookout for that (laughs) yeah please do uh want to thank everyone for joining us today hopefully you enjoyed this um i see myself listening to these while i'm painting so if you guys are painting anything i hope it goes well hope the color scheme you picked goes great uh, if you're listening to this for any other reason, um, love you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See if you caught that. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, thank you, everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been real. We're going to try to pump these episodes out a little bit more, but, you know, life happens, so just be on the lookout next time. Screaming Antelope. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. And may your hunts be successful and your gear great. <laughs>